Hands Off My Podcast is a proud member of DarkCast Network, where the light shines brightest on our indie podcasts. Hola, my beautiful humans. This is Jasmine Castillo. And this is MW. Bringing awareness of murdered and missing indigenous women, girls, two spirits, the LGBTQ community, Asian American, Native Hawaiian, Pacific Islander, Black Indigenous people of color. These are their stories. So, welcome to Hands Off, my podcast. This episode, we'll be using adult language and discusses sensitive and potentially triggering topics including violence, abuse, and murder. This episode may not be appropriate for younger audiences. All parties are innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. Some names have been changed or omitted per their request or for safety purposes. Listener discretion is advised. Kelly Marie Vasquez is missing and she is identified as an endangered missing person. I had the honor of speaking with Debbie Corville, Kelly's mother, and I have struggled with this story because there was other podcasters that I was going to collaborate this story based on Debbie's request. Unfortunately, that had fell through, and I cannot hold on any longer in regards to this interview because there is so much information in dire need to get out to the public. Yet, as I get into more of our conversation with Debbie, she has strongly identified that they come from a close, loving family. Even her friends who knew her did not believe for a second that she could have just abandoned those that loved her and simply walk away. There is a lot of information out there that has been posted on the Charlie Project and any additional blogs as well as YouTube videos, but I had the privilege of speaking with Debbie directly on what had happened to her daughter and the things that led up to her disappearance. This is Kelly Marie's Vasquez story. Hi, Jasmine. How are you doing? Oh, pretty good. How are you today? I'm doing great. And I just want to say thank you for, for doing this podcast. It's uh. We really appreciate it. Oh, no, thank excuse, you. Thank you. <laughs> and excuse the background noises. I, I have chickens. <laughs> oh, no, it's so. okay. I live in Texas, so that's pretty common. So. Oh, yeah. Yep, exactly. <laughs> I was looking at Kelly Marie, and I is Vasquez, right? Vasquez, Vasquez yes, yes. And, okay. you know, um, yeah, that, it's, it's spelled with a Z. A lot of people mix it up and spell it with an S, but yes, it's Vasquez. Okay. I looked through the Charlie Project, and they have uh-huh. her identified as Caucasian. She gets that, uh, her last name, of course, from her father. Their grandfather is actually the adoptive dad to her father, so she's really, she is Caucasian. Oh, and okay. And she just carries that last name, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was like, oh, we have another Latina, so. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And she, yeah, exactly, but... um. Yeah, I remember when I first met her dad, I was like, what, what last name? And he's just, you know, got blonde hair and white, <laughs> you know? And uh, yeah, his uh, his dad is their adoptive dad. So that's where, that's where the last name comes in. Her grandfather is the adoptive dad. Got it, got it. Okay, okay. And, um, he's, and he's from Puerto Rico. But that is their dad. He's had him for uh, their whole life. So, you know, 
Yeah, tell me a little bit about the, the background on that. When Kelly's grandmother met Kelly's grandfather, she had her three boys, which one was Kelly's dad, when they were very young. So mm-hmm. Kelly's grandfather became the stepfather, but he also legally adopted them. Does that okay. make sense now? Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's why mm-hmm. they took his last name on. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Now we're putting the pieces yeah. together. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I, my, my brain cells are dwindling as we speak, and you're giving me a mass calculations too late in the day. <laughs> I know. I, exactly. I mean, it's, sometimes it's like, wait, what? I, I know. I'm right there with you. But I'm sorry. It's just, that's, it's okay. that's where the last name comes from. No worries. No worries. Okay. All right. Now that we got that straightened out. But let but me she, just say this. I, yeah. I, I, I will say this. Just, just for the record, I am so happy that you're an advocate for the LGBTQ community. That is a wonderful thing. Yes, thank um, you. I've got a child that is part of that community, and I totally support them 100%, and I'm glad you do. That's great. Oh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, I am also uh, part of the Rainbow Mafia as well. So. Um, oh, awesome. Yeah, <laughs> so that's what I was thinking, like, <laughs> I love you know, it. I am not only am I a supporter and advocate, I am also part of the community. Well, you know, I'm 53, and I can tell you, back when I was, you know, you know, back in the 80s, 90s, people were just, I mean, it was horrible for that for, for them to come out, you know, and it, things weren't very friendly back then. And I'm mm-hmm. so glad things have changed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gradually but surely, that's the thing. Uh-huh. She was mm-hmm. the most loyal person I've ever known. Mm-hmm. She would do anything for anyone. So she valued loyalty and, and relationships. Kelly was very, um, she was everyone's friend. She is, um, like I said, very loyal. She's kind of, you know, when you first get to know her, it's kind of hard because she's got a little, she had a little wall up. If she was your friend, then she had your back forever. Mm-hmm. And um, just, I, I can't stress that enough about the loyalty. I mean, more than, like I said, I've seen on anyone. She would defend you till the, to the bitter end, anybody that, that was in her circle. But if you talked about, you know, she was into a lot of, she loved music and, and art. Well, yeah, what type of music does she like? Oh, she, lo- she likes to listen to rap, but, you know, she listened to a lot of, a lot of different types of music, but she loved her rap, loved mm-hmm. it. She even wrote lyrics. Nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, so she, she was poetry. into po- poetry. And poetry. Yes, okay. Yes. I, I wouldn't say she was an extrovert. She was more or less, um, more reserved than I am. I'm, I'm pretty much like, out there and people person and talking, but she um, had everyone's back. Mm -hmm. If Kelly Marie was brought up a particular way, um, because me, I was, even though my dad is black, my mother is Uh Mexican, there's a lot of conflict or conversation discussion about what race do you claim? And I'm like, well, I I claimed Latina because I was raised that way. My father was not right. a pitcher, so would Kelly yes. Marie become like that similar? Where she was, she was raised in a in a Latina environment, like the traditional like traditions and well, kind of both because her grandmother, her biological grandmother, is German, mm-hmm. and and they're still living. You know, the grandmother and grandfather are still together, and he is uh, Puerto Rican, so she had a mixture of both. Right, right. So I would okay. say both. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And, and, you know, even Kelly's dad, he left Germany at, at the age of six. So he, mm-hmm. doesn't, he doesn't have a broad 
vocabulary like her grandmother does, you know. She had a full circle, you know, of, of different traditions and cultures, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I hate I hate to put labels on people because technically yes, we're all we're all human beings and we are we're, all that's right. <laughs> this is the human experience. It doesn't matter what you were born into right, at all. Right. So I know that's I mean, kind it does of, in a sense of what you're used to in traditions and things, but that's about mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I mean, even though it's a little contradicting that I'm I, I explain it that way because my podcast is specifically for bringing awareness to the people of color communities because there's lack mm-hmm. of that in the industry. Oh, gosh. And it I is want horrible. to be the voice of that. So people are like, well, how now, dare you? you? <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm not really trying to be that way. I, no. I want to bring a voice to that because that's there's minuscule. Because, because it's, it's such a lack of. It's such a lack yeah. of. I mean, we're, we're really close. We've been really help, helping each other hand in hand. Kaya Taylor's family. Kaya <laughs> Taylor is... Um, she went missing over two years ago, and she's mixed. She's um, black and um, white. Mm-hmm. Sister and Kelly's family, we've been, we've been working with them. She is amazing. And it is horrible, the lack of support for people of color. It's, it's, it's outrageous. Yeah. And I'm glad that you do that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. I do it for them, uh, even though I have – Yes. I literally have three other jobs. I – I, oh my God! I prefer to use my time on something that would be beneficial for someone else, even though I'm and bless you for that. I'm exhausted. <laughs> I know you are, and, and I just I can't thank you enough for doing that. It has been a year and seven months coming up on the 21st of this month that Kelly Marie Vasquez has gone missing, and this story has very suspicious circumstances. It has been hard to sort from the dark circumstances of this time. And how can this be? Well, it's quite simple. People won't talk. In so many cases, people would rather keep some sort of twisted loyalty than make even an anonymous call. And in equal a number of similar cases, the cops know who did it. But there is so many gaps of information in the details. I mean, I've seen what they've done with Kelly. It's like, Oh, you know, she was doing drugs and she was doing drugs. That's a, that's the story. She was in and out of doing drugs. She would, we would, she would get clean mm-hmm. and she'd have a setback in life. She, the last setback was when she lost her job as a waitress. She had a knee injury mm-hmm. and uh, she was working at the landing in Valrico, Florida. She had a knee injury. I'm here to attest it because she called me and told me and, you know, she went to the doctor, got, got help. And then she had a doctor's note. Well, they fired her anyway. It was just horrible. So. Oh. That really set her back, and she started using it again. I'm not using that as an excuse, but that was uh, something that she really couldn't get over. So she started using drugs again, and uh, it was it was meth. And I'm thinking some heroin after she went missing. We, we found out that heroin may have been involved too. But she hadn't been into the drug world for long at all, maybe a year, off and on. So that I, I just wanted to put that out there, you know, because that that is a factor, especially yeah. with the two people that she was last seen with. It helps in a way of knowing where to look, um, but that doesn't yes. mean that you're supposed supposed to stop looking because of their high risk. Right, and they um, do. I'm sorry, they do. They do. They're very prejudiced. They do put those types of cases on the back burner. Mm. Uh, they they do not take them seriously. We have we have been victims of that too. I mean, it's it's really sad. More or less, been 
in, in a roundabout way, have been told, well, Kelly was doing this on her own free will, and, you know, so it's like, oh, okay. That was one of the things that I mentioned on my one of the previous episodes is uh, law enforcement seems to have this picky, choosy kind of feel. Yeah, with no problem. Yes. She's clean record. She's she's in high class uh, income family, uh, well to do, right. and all this crap that they like to throw as an excuse that this has more value than one life versus another. And I think that's just BS. So it, um, it's, it's the total opposite. Those individuals, everyone needs help, but those individuals are they don't require as much help as others and they, they put them first and it's just, now listen don't get me wrong i think gabby petito going missing and her and the coverage that she got did help bring awareness to missing people but like you said it was bs piggy choosy i'm just a i'm a humanist so i'm just like i yes. don't care <laughs> if you're hurting exactly. my exactly thank you i like that term <laughs> humanist i just like i am all well-rounded you messing with my brother, sister, cousin, uncle, elder, I'm going to whoop some. <laughs> and that, you know what? I'm glad you said that. that. That was Kelly's personality. That is exactly how she was. It didn't matter, you know? So what is a particular time you can recall Kelly Marie was especially joyful? Was there a situation in her life that gave her joy? Many. Just any time she spent fa- you know, time with family. She was always going with cousins. She loved being here and being out in the outdoors. Love being outside. As she got older, though, you know, as a child, she was very happy. But as she got older, that's, you know, boys started coming into the picture. And, you know, she had she had her share of issues. Self-esteem was one of them. We, we, were, we worked on that all the time. I want to mention one thing here. She was in Florida. I'm from Florida, by the way. But mm-hmm. I live in Oregon. She was living in, in Florida trying to complete her schooling. And she was staying with her grandmother. So I just I wanted to get that out there. I didn't want people thinking like, oh, why wasn't she with the mom? You know, all her family was there. We talked for three hours at least a day on the phone. We were extremely close. And she actually had plans to come fly here and stay with me. But that was right before she went missing. So she had her bags packed and everything. I've got three of her siblings here. They're half siblings. It's just taking a toll. It's a toll on everybody. Anytime she was with family. But, you know. I, I, I can think of so many times when she was a child, but it just seemed like she was pushing through issues as an adult that we were trying to get her help with. That's something that everyone, I mean, there's different levels of our lives that we've gone through these obstacles. Um, my son, who was also homeless, um, went through the meth, mm-hmm. meth moments and stuff like that. He went, I think he yeah. was doing it for about two years, and now he's with me. Um, oh, if awesome. I didn't find if I didn't find him a few years ago, I don't know where he would have been. I mean, right now he's 26 oh my years old. God. So I know I That's it's wonderful. like everything that you've talked about. It hits so close to home. I have three boys, um, and I myself. Oh, do you? Oh, you're. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I've got four girls. Four girls. Oh, <laughs> oh so, bless your heart. Well, I'm sorry, <laughs> Charlie. Uh, Charlie, I'm sorry. Charlie, my my um, non-binary is, is they them, so I want to clarify that. But yes, yeah, but, bless uh, your heart on the girls. Because I'm like, if I ever had one a replica <laughs> of myself, um, oh yeah, you would be like, oh, 
Oh God, what did I what did I get myself into? <laughs> that is almost exactly what Kelly said. You know, she says if I ever if I ever have a child, I, you know, if it's a girl, I hope she's if she's anything like me. I don't know if I can handle that. <laughs> yeah, she said the same thing, <laughs> and she wanted a family. I, she did want a family. Badly. She all, all she really wanted is a relationship, uh, you know, a relationship with someone in, in, in the family. But unfortunately, she was trying to find those in the worst places you can yeah. with horrible individuals. So, yeah. So, how did that start start off? I mean, you said that she is always in constant connection with you. You've talked with you. You always find time to talk with each other daily. Um, when oh, yeah. did you start seeing I mean, the, was, the signs of something that was starting to be worrisome in her behavior? She broke up with, it actually, it was actually more like the last three months. She had, she had broken up with a long-term boyfriend who wasn't the best person. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was very happy for that. And after that, it was very shortly after that, she, she started hanging out with that, with her ex-boyfriend friends who they're addicts and they're dealers. And that's okay, but they were just not good. They're not good people at all. These actually are the two people that she went missing with. Mm-hmm. That, you know, that have, that have just been making our lives a living hell, actually. They've been putting false stories out there. You know, you would think that they would just uh, actually be trying to help the situation, but they've actually been trying to, you know, taint the whole thing. I, I, I don't understand that at all. But we know that they're, they're probably one or, or both of them are suspects in her going missing. Mm-hmm. So I guess she was hanging out with them for about, Two months before she went missing, and this guy, the main guy that was her ex's friend, well, they both were the main guy that she was with. He's just a monster. Just take away the fact that we think he's a suspect. He's just um, a horrible person. Things that he's done, especially to women. He uses women in the sex industry. Let's just say that. Mm. So human trafficking, in a sense. Or, you know, video, selling videos and, and prostitution. Oh. Yeah. He's, he's like 34 and he's, he's grooming these girls at age 20 and using them. And he's just, and he's done other, uh, you know, some, some sexual assault stuff, you know, that, we, that people have come forward and said. It's just, yeah, bad egg. And plus he's got 17 felonies to his name. So you have that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And... This person, yeah. of course, you said law enforcement has dropped the ball on this on these particular people. They're oh, not even yes. people of interest. They haven't been invested. They haven't been interviewed or brought. Oh, they've in been interviewed, and they are people of interest. But yeah, but they have not been brought in. They've been interviewed. But it's almost every time I speak to the detective, which is very rarely, I'm usually reaching out to him. It's almost as if he, he's on their side, defending them. And uh, it just, it infuriates me. In June, a person came forward with Vasquez's two iPhones, one of which was an older model with no service, and the other of which she had been using at the time of her disappearance. The person who had them said that they got them after someone tried to sell the phones to the person's daughter. Both phones had been reset to factory settings, and the SIM card was missing from one of them. Neither of them could be activated because they had been reported as stolen. Jorg, Kelly's father, has reached out through TikTok and YouTube in regards to Kelly. I've come across a situation like this where 
the people of interest were in, had some type of relationship or connection or relative yes. in the law enforcement. So. Exactly that. But I do believe that there are CIs, there's confidential informants for law enforcement, and maybe oh. this is why. Yeah. So they're giving themselves immunity on whatever they're doing. Yes. Even if there's losing a mm -hmm. loss of lives, is considered a cash, uh, just a collateral damage in a sense. Right. Because they, is, they want their yeah. big, uh, they want their big drug bust to make the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office look good. I guess they I don't want know the what big they're fish. doing. They want the big fish. Oh my God! And they just see it, like you said, as, as a collateral damage. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. um, he's been involved in so many shady things. Who, who knows what they he's been involved with that we don't know about? So, and yes, Kelly did go off with this person, and she thought that the, she she actually thought that she wanted a relationship with this guy, just someone to. But he. <laughs> Kelly was a passenger in a car. Last known location was Plant City Walmart, to Keysville, Florida. Police have been unsuccessful in locating this black Chevy Malibu. I told her that one of the last conversations we had, I said, Kelly, please, please listen to me. Get as far away from this guy as you can. I didn't even know about the other guy until she went missing. This guy, the main guy. But I said, please, they are nothing but trouble, and you are so much better than that. But I think that he was grooming her, and mm -hmm. the drugs were a way of doing that. To dull her mind so they would coerce her even more to and at ease around him. So then he would take the yes. opportunity of uh, manipulating. This sucks big time. I, I am so sorry that she was swallowed up with the same narcissistic uh, tactics that yes. people do. I can see those red flags like right off the bat when you said, oh, my gosh. Oh. No, no, no. So you know. Oh, gosh, yes. yes. And, and it's, so, it's so funny. I, that, that's, I'm like, oh, my God, this guy's a full-blown narcissist. That's the first thing I said when I, when I researched and found out who he was. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, we're talking about women, women beater, a woman beater, you know, just horrible. <laughs> but go oh, ahead. My gosh. So I'm I'm looking at the like the details of a disappearance on the mm -hmm. Charlie Project. It identifies that last seen at Valrico, Florida. Yes, yeah, she lived in Valrico, but the last time that they they she's been caught on surveillance camera on the 23rd, which is a Sunday, uh, May 23rd, 2021 at the Plant City Walmart at around 2 p.m. They've got Kelly and on camera. And I, personally, um, I think that it was shortly after that that something happened to her. Mm -hmm. they, we've heard all these stories that she went to Keysville and hung out there and, you know, did this and that. I just, I don't know if, I, I'm not buying it. I don't think she ever made it to Keysville. I don't know. That's just me. Mm -hmm. So... Because the text messages that came after that, her friend and myself and other family members were not her. Totally yeah. not her. The person mm -hmm. that texts doesn't sound like the person that texts. And you're so used to knowing exactly. how Kelly texts. And she does like particular oh. like emojis or she uses a particular uh, dialect or lingo. And, some, and then when you Absolutely. receive a, a text from... Like a random text the following day that she was possibly um, identified as disappearing or last mm -hmm. seen, and it's like cut yep. and dry, like I'm here or I'm not coming back. Yes, or, 
some crazy, crazy stuff that she would never, she would never say. Exactly. Never. And and the thing was, she was actually FaceTiming and texting her friends while at the Walmart park, parking lot. And as soon as they left, so that's how I know she was in the car with this other guy. She was texting her friend, sent her last text. And this was like, they left, they left Walmart about 2.20 p.m. She was texting me and sent her a text. And Kelly read it at 3.30 and never responded. Kelly never has never done that before in her life to anybody. And then at 9 o'clock, finally said, hey, girl, what's up? That's, she, doesn't, she doesn't talk like that. So that's why I think something happened shortly after the Walmart visit. Mm. But you know what? Keysville is it's a, it's a beautiful community, but you got this one side of it that's all drugs. And so he was like the king of Keysville. He even said he was the king of Keysville. And he paid the, I mean, he, he could just give people dope to tell their side of the story and put monkey wrenches in the timeline. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. To get us all confused. So, yeah, I think that's what happened. Now, could you pinpoint exactly, because you did say that you're from Florida as well. If Are you familiar yes. in the demographics of this area? And if you could pinpoint, yes. like, on a map exactly where there could be a possibility of needing to search for? Keysville's been exhausted uh, as far as searching. Um, now, there are places that we cannot get into because it's very dense. It's, it's like farmland, but around the river, the Alafaya River. There are certain places you really can't get into unless you have equipment to do that. You know what I think? I could pinpoint all these places, but I think that something happened to Kelly in the car on the way when they left Walmart is what I think. Mm-hmm. So who knows? what they did with her i'm just thinking like if she was under the influence of these two guys she was Mm -hmm. facetiming her friend she might have had an overdose at the time of talking to her friend yes car has not been found yet (sighs) and you know what his whole life he's worked for chop shop and tires uh Mm. an auto body yeah uh-huh so he knows a lot of people and that could have made that car disappear Oh my God! He's gotten people to say that they saw her in Keysville. That they actually, she actually stayed at their house. I think that's all BS. I don't think she ever made it there. So now I need to get to the bottom of this. This is what this gets me so frustrated. Like if I was to, like hypothetically, if I was to leave this earth by someone else's hands, I would love to have the same type of urgency and dedication. Us to come together as a family and make shit happen because if the law enforcement is like in what they're supposed to be doing we got to step it up then um on the upside debbie i am with the true crime crowdfunding which is like they do their own investigations digital investigations they compile Uh all the information that they have and then they forward all that digital case information to the law enforcement saying here's proof we did oh the job for God. you and do your job because it's all literally yes. painted in black and white right in front of you because we did your job for you. So all you have to do is press that, some buttons and get the handcuffs. You know what I mean? That is so, that is beautiful. And you know what? They don't want that kind of publicity. Oh, oh you know, well, they don't want people. Too bad. Uh, you know, they, I mean, they, exactly. <laughs> and, but, but see, the thing is, they, that will make them get off their ass. It, it absolutely makes them get off their ass. It's been a pleasure. I'm not sure if there's anything else you'd like me to if there's anything you'd like me to share uh, to the listeners. Absolutely. Like, you know, first of all, thank you so much for listening. And two, if anybody knows anything, please, I, I assure you, 
come forward and it will be kept totally confidential. I'll make mm-hmm. sure of it. Yeah, I mean, even if they give it to me, um, I'll put yes, my email out there you. and I said, it, even if it's just Joe Schmo, it doesn't matter. Yes. I want this information. No. Any tips is better yes. than nothing right now. And if and I will definitely put my email on the, in the show notes so y'all can reach out to oh, me as well. You. And I will keep their information confidential if they want that upon request. So... Yeah, we're going to get uh, shit done. So I'm much. sorry. <laughs> we're oh, getting girl, done. absolutely. This is, we're, going, we're going to be a team of badasses. That is awesome. Oh, for Thank sure. Thank you so much. Thank you, hon, so much. Kelly Marie Vasquez was 21 years old when she went missing on May 24, 2021, in Valrico, Florida. She is 5 feet 5 inches, weighs 115 pounds, blue eyes, and possibly tinted purple with red tint hair. Last seen wearing gray shorts with black stripes on the side, white tennis shoes, which were recovered. A black t-shirt with a blue jacket over top. She does have a tattoo on both thighs, a rose, and a dream catcher. A spider on her hand, a red dollar sign symbol on her finger, and the name Chris K. on her wrist. Knowing that this will be the last episode for 2022, this would be a great time to come clean with any information about the disappearance of Kelly Marie Vasquez. Start a new year with a clean conscience. Please contact Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office at 813-247-8000. Case number 21-354759. Or, I do have an anonymous tip link through my link tree. I will place that in the show notes. Thank you for listening to Hands Off My Podcast. If you are enjoying the podcast and you'd like to support the mission, I do have a Patreon membership that will help the cause and bring more detail on cases and stories from the people of color community. If you yourself has a lost loved one or a story suggestion, please don't hesitate to contact me at email. Handsoffmypodcast at gmail.com And if you are only able to support in another way, please give this podcast a five-star rating on Apple or Spotify and continue to listen to upcoming episodes every Thursday, wherever you listen to your podcast. Dios te bendiga.